Sarah Quinn, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome back to Montreal. Yeah, thank you. It's been a while. It's been a while. You came to the old studio before we even had video yeah, capabilities. Yeah, and I think I slept in. I think I got very drunk the night before. And so it was good because I like no makeup, just disheveled and today <laughs> today i got my my half pajamas is that a kimono it's i don't it's half pajamas half cultural appropriation it's very it, preach style preach wears that yeah it was my grandmother's yeah. i took it i like it i like it. it looks cool thank you look at us we look comfortable i look like i'm on I'm, the beach it's yeah. 32 degrees celsius today we're enjoying it's, it yeah it is it's, a, it's it's gonna rain though all, all summer i heard ugh. yeah we're gonna get english type of weather oh okay yeah, you like uh, the English? I I like the English. I've never been to England. But I like I like them. They're cool. They're cool right. people. They're I don't like right. the. Mo- I'm not a monarchy guy. I don't think they like me. They don't like gingers there. Really? I, I don't. I. You tell me where they like gingers. I mean, very, and I will very, call you a liar. Very few places. Very, but I think they especially don't like us in England. How did that start the ginger thing? I think it's because of the Irish and the Sc- Scottish and Irish oh. people tend to have or have the most redheads right so they're i don't know so they view you as one of the enemy i just remember listening to can we can we talk about another podcast you <laughs> like say whatever a, you want. yeah it was an old like opie and anthony episode yeah, of course and, you can talk about ona oh, okay yeah. okay and it was louis ck and um uh patrice o'neill uh rest in peace and yeah he, patrice was talking about being in england and he's like he's like they hate you more than me there <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. I fuck! I think I remember that. <laughs> Rearrange the letters of the N word, and yeah, yeah. you get ginger. You got ginger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get ginger. <laughs> yeah. Poseidon was uh, unlucky because he never got to experience the absolute, um, I guess, genius of Patrice O'Neill. Ah, oh. that was before his time. Before his time. Yeah. So he's. But young. I gotta watch his specials, though. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, his specials exist. They'll exist forever. They'll exist forever. But it was something else. Listening to him on O and A. But you know what you should do? Go on Spotify. I don't know how they got their rights, but they dropped last year. I heard them. Um, the uh, Black Phillip show. Do you remember that? He had like a little podcast. I don't they know. They have all the episodes on Spotify. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they had them last year. I don't know if they lost their rights now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you'll get a glimpse of who Patrice O'Neill was. Okay. Yeah, head and shoulders uh, above everyone uh, else. Yeah. You know what people like to do? I've noticed on, on TikTok, but it's probably not doing him justice. Um, they like to take a lot of the shit he said on uh, the podcast radio shows, yeah, yeah. and they put like this sad, rainy video background, and he's just talking over it, All right, as well, if as if it was a quote. No, but, it, but well, I find it funny. I mean, they were insightful things. They weren't. They were hilariously insightful. Yeah, he was you right. Go, there you go. Okay, yeah. so they did the right thing. On okay, okay. Yeah, but it was hilarious. It wasn't sad. No, yeah, it, but exactly. But the video they put. They kind of put like they they took it a little too seriously type you know because yeah, he's still yeah. a, you know he's still a comedian, you, you you feel me? I don't feel you, but you'll send me later. You'll let me know. Yeah, what. exactly. Exactly. Get your words together, chum. <laughs> yeah, yes, I had Poseidon go open the show a bit, like just to greet everyone, and he was fucking excited. Then he gets on stage and he decides, you know what? Fuck this, I'm angry, and he just shifted to angry. He shifted to security guard Poseidon on stage what? for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. And then he came off. I go, why were you angry? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> He goes, I went up happy, and literally as soon as I was there, I was like... Mm. I think I did one of my first sets in years, because long story, not that interesting, but at the same time, I think Poseidon was doing one of his first yeah. stand-up sets. Yeah. Yeah, how was that? How did you feel? I, I forgot to ask you after the show. Um, Good, I, and I've been getting a lot of stage time now, so I feel like, good. okay, now I've 
I feel like I remember how to tell my old jokes now. So now it's writing the new stuff, which... The painful part. Yeah. I wrote a whole thing the other day, so I'll test it Like, soon. how long? I don't know. I just, like, wrote out, I, I don't know, like a, like a three-minute, four-minute bit. We'll see if any of it works. Where are you going to go perform? Uh, I might do third floor. The, How are you liking the third floor? I like it there. Me it's too. Good. And it's a nice vibe. The comics are supportive. I'm like, what? What? Why? You guys get along. This yeah. is, I mean, it's nice. It's surprising, but. Everything changed. I know. I left and it got better. Well, no, technically <laughs> I left too because I was doing more French at the okay. time. And then they pulled me back in on, on the English side in Montreal. And they were doing good things. Shapiro, fucking, yeah. he's super he's a, committed. You know what it is? I, I was thinking about this. I think a lot of the new comics in the city are fans of comedy. Yeah. Which well, you'd think all comics would be. But there were a lot of comics who I think actually hated comedy. We they had a lot of that here, yeah. They didn't, I don't know if they were just trying to do something different or they just wanted to be famous or wanted to perform. We had what. a lot of those. And now there's a bunch of like new young comics who just love it and it's it's they're nice. like busting each other's balls the way it should be yes you should yeah. make fun of people yeah it's fun that's how you show love is you roast people and yeah yeah i roasted some women in, in quebec uh on my show yesterday they were having a great time they were laughing that's awesome and i even told them you're not gonna like this it's gonna get shit. like oh, i'll like it and they did they were they, they were pretty cool but our lady fans are on another level yeah if they're my fans yeah they're normally fucking ahead too yeah. so that's not okay i mean it's that's helpful for me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was fun you know i like it when people could take jokes but also amongst comics i used to ball bust a lot and i used to be the only one almost and some people would take it too serious but now they're all ball busting yeah. balls so it's great yeah it's a it's a good vibe yeah first we're like this guy he's it's a little politically incorrect he can't say that and now they all fucking say it and the ones who were upset aren't here anymore they're not yeah they're done you notice that so when you left there was people who were i guess cancerous to the scene I have no idea what happened to them. They, I came back yeah. and it's a whole different set of comics. It's just not. It's just. It's a good vibe. It's, yeah. yeah, they're all. Uh, they're all positive. They help each other out. They talk a lot. They they help each other write. Yeah, they put up all these new shows. And the third floor, I think, is gonna be a fun place to summer. It's a, it's a nice room. Yeah, I like, yeah. It's a nice room and it's right on Crescent. So. Yeah, good location. There's foot traffic, get people to come in. It's going to be fun. Like it will be open all, I think, Grand Prix weekend, which that yeah, could be interesting, but not not because of them, because of the Grand Prix weekend people. But. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of uh, Cincinnati hooas. He <laughs> he told me to do something with him during that weekend. It's going to be just a tough weekend because the same yeah, week. I might be I might bartend there that weekend. Yeah, do something. with. I, I want to do a lot of stuff. There. I want to do a live podcast with him, but we're leaving for Atlanta for like two days ah, and it falls right, right. Like, uh, it's going to be weird. Maybe the day before I told him. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But it's... Uh, and then we're all leaving. It's not like he, like he's leaving Preach. Mike, we're all away. Uh, so it's... Uh, he can't get any of us. But I want to figure something out. I want to take advantage of the Grand Prix weekend. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be here. Yeah. And that place is going to be, I think, jamming. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll talk to him about something. But yeah, no. He puts up a good room. Him, uh, Gabriel, and uh, Amr started yeah. the M-Bar again. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing good stuff. Yeah, I'm very I, proud I, of them. I went... I was on the next week, too. Because we were on together. And then... I was on the next week, and I think it might have been even better the next week. Not, I'm not, sure. Not like the comics are nothing. But not keep about saying the, it was the comics. No, no, it was no, the comics. no. No, the comics were equally good. Both shows. Love all the comics. Oh, but shit. No, no, but I just mean the audience. Like, they yeah. brought, I think they had an even bigger crowd. More English more speakers. It. Just, yeah, the great crowd. Great show. Yeah. You know, they're doing good. Those, those kids are having fun. Gabe and Amr, yeah. I like that duo. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I like their podcast. They're doing, I like yeah, they're, 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 I think, a thousand subscribers yeah. as of today. Yeah. yeah, they thought it wasn't gonna happen. They fucking grind it up. They grind. It's yeah. just the beginning. I need to take notes from you guys. I got no grind. I'm just to do stuff. 
I have to, ah, I don't like doing things. That's the problem. That's, well, no, you know what I do, but I don't like putting myself out there. I like, like doing we things have no quietly. Choice. We have no, you, there's a lot that I do quietly, but then there's a shit ton that I do publicly. The quiet feeds the public, obviously, but you have to do both. Yeah, I don't have the confidence. I don't. I don't. That's bullshit. I see you on stage. You have confidence. Yeah, but that's a character. I feel like that's not me. Like me, a pod, me on a podcast it will be different than me on stage. Use the same mentality then. Whatever helps you get it, do that. Yeah, I have to learn to be my comic self. And your comic uh, self, what's crazy is, is yourself. But for some reason, because feels- you say it isn't. In your head, you say, oh, it is, but, but I do it is. A lot, like, a lot of times I'll talk about things on stage that haven't actually happened to me. Right, or, right. Or, but that's still you telling them the way yeah. you tell stuff and, yeah. you know, you, you just to fuck around. Yeah. Yeah, I tell stories, too, sometimes that are just to fuck around. Or it's like this small part of it happened and then I've taken it. Yeah, which is what we're supposed to do. That's the magic of it. That's the magic. Or sometimes yeah. you just, like, say things. This is, okay, so the whole thing about, like, punching up, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Where, one, I think you should be able to talk about whatever you want. But I don't think there's no joke that doesn't punch up. This is my theory. Because either you're making fun of something that's horrifying, but that's to make people feel better. You right. can make people feel better about the dark darkness, whatever. Or do you ever just, like, tell an offen- offensive joke? Yeah. But it's not to hurt the group it's about. It's to hurt the people that are offended by it. Because that's who you're punching. Oh, I've done that. Because anytime somebody's offended by a joke, they have a perfect life. Right? Yeah, normally people that are offended are never even... Or never... Are often They're not never, the people that are targeting the joke. They've got... The, like, you've never suffered for two seconds in your life if a joke upsets you. So sometimes yeah. you tell the bad joke to hurt the person who's offended. So you're punching up. Because you got to be the most privileged person in the world to... I don't... I've never... I know what you're saying because I remember it was told to me, the whole punching up, punch down thing. I don't think about it because I, I, I... It's never in my wheelhouse. I never think, is this up? Is this down? If I think something's funny, I'm going to say it. Yeah, because you're trying to make somebody feel better. Yeah. You're I just want to laugh. laugh. I just want to laugh, too. Sometimes it's funny to make fun of a politician, but sometimes yeah. it's funny making fun of a handicapped kid. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. And if, if we're laughing, it's funny. Yeah. And if I'm making fun of the handicapped kid, then uh, that's punching up because he's so up there. I feel the need to make he's fun got, of him. He's got the best parking spot in town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he deserves oh, yeah. to get punched. Yeah. You know how hard it was for me to find a spot yeah. like that? Yeah. I, I just take the metro and walk. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 And I when I pretend to be one of them mongoloids, nobody believes me. Like your head's too small, bro. Stop. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You you can always fuck around. Um whoever puts those shackles on uh the humor, they're not for comedy. They shouldn't be around. No, just they don't sh- go. It's not for you. No. It's but okay. that's the beauty of if you podcast, you get your you fans get to come people. out to the show. So you never have to worry. I, I said some crazy shit yesterday. I, I just take it as a red flag if somebody is a fan of me in any way. <laughs> like, I would be, I don't know. It, uh, if they're fans of you, you think it's a, it's a... It's like a red flag. It's like if a guy hits on me, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with him? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, so... You're like, sir, let me ask you. Standards, have you heard of them? Yeah. What are you talking You're a doctor, first of all. You've, uh, come on. I, I mean... Not a real, uh, a PhD doctor. Well, look, if we're calling dentists doctors and vets, you could be a doctor. Uh, So uh, that's way higher caliber than most of the broads that are out there. So already, I don't know if that's attractive attractive to men. A doctor? No, I don't. I had a friend. I had a friend who was a comic and also had a PhD. And this this years ago, and I had like a dating profile. And I think the first sentence was like, "Oh, I'm PhD student, stand up comic." He's like, "Delete that." He's like, "You've just eliminated." Almost all the dating population. No man, no man wants to date a woman that's more educated than he is. Okay, listen. I don't know if that's true, but I will refer to a simpleton. Poseidon, is that true for you guys? 
Uh, look for for peasants. Yeah. It's oh fuck! True, okay, I'm sorry. I guess it's like uh, I don't know. Guy, I don't know. I, I would think a guy. To me, that's fucking awesome. That sounds yeah, exactly. amazing. I guess it depends if you have like if you've got your own thing going. If you have high self esteem, it's probably fine. But how is it? How, even if you have low self esteem, don't you want? To be around someone who's like legit, like that's fucking badass. A doctor. Yeah, but I'm a poor doctor. I'm the worst so? kind. But well, uh, it's like like Norm Macdonald. First of was, all, Quebec majority of people are poor. So. Yeah. No, but like <laughs> Norm Macdonald was probably the best comedian of all time, at least in yeah. my opinion, and brilliant. But he w- he had a way of telling a joke where he he dumbed it down, and not re- like he was actually saying something brilliant, but in a way that you didn't feel like he was the smartest. Yeah, it person was very simple. Room. If oh. you're just like walking out there, like, hey, I have a PhD, but nothing to offer. <laughs> That's that's the opposite. You don't want people to think you're smart, especially like I'm not actually that special. So if anything, I should like not advertise my degree. Well, where do you have to advertise? You won't advertise in comedy. Well, the problem is, is that I and I did this before I ever even thought of going to graduate school. Is there was there was that TV show in the '90s, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman? Yeah, that fucked your name up. And so I I couldn't get my own (laughs) name on Twitter because I have a common name, and so I was just like, oh, as a joke, I'll be Doctor Quinn, facetious, not a particularly good joke. And now I have that handle, and so it looks like I'm like, hey, I'm a doctor, or it looks like you're a big fucking TV fan. Yeah, I never watched. It was kind of before I was alive, but it was before my time. I was too young to be a fan. I remember um, the commercials. I have, I'll tell you right now, I remember like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, 8, 7 Central. I have no clue what the fuck that show was about. It was a medicine I don't know. It was Jane Seymour. Was it a redhead lady? I don't even know the fuck was in it. Just Jane Seymour. Was it, let me see. Jane Seymour. Was it a real red? Uh, was it, sorry, I, was it a real? Uh, there she is. There she is. Oh, fuck. Is she a redhead? I don't know. Is she kind of, kind of reddish? Yeah. yeah. That's random as fuck. This is my theory about. Oh, she was a. She wasn't a real doctor. She was a vet. Oh, she was a vet. Well, I see horses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Well, I what's never... the synopsis of Doctor Quinn Medicine? Oh no, this guy's John James. God damn it, he forgets that we can see his screen. Uh, Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> okay. What is she? Colorado Springs. All right. The family western show centers on the adventures of Mi- uh, Michaela Quinn, a doctor okay. who lives in... Michaela? Is Mika- that a, yeah, did you Mi- say Michaela? I don't Mikaela, know. Michaela, sorry. He, he, no, I don't he know. He said Michaela. <laughs> who lives in Lady the, Michael. <laughs> in the post-Civil War frontier town of Colorado Springs. Moving there after her father, a Boston physician, dies, Dr. Mike, as she's called, must win over the trust of her new community who are not exactly thrilled about having a woman doctor. Ooh. <laughs> I get uh, it. I get yeah, it. I, yeah. feel I get it. Yeah, yeah, well, people haven't changed. Uh, what's worse is that Dr. Mike is an outspoken humanitarian, supporting the minorities of Colorado Springs and having sympathy for barmaids. Prostitutes, basically. That's barmaids, bro. A barmaid is not a prostitute. Do they have well, medical in, marijuana in, in, in Westerns, Colorado? barmaids were prostitutes. Okay, because okay, we know barmaids. You haven't played Red Dead. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, you know barmaids, bro. We see them at the bordel all the time. We're not going to be like, listen, whore. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. like, Not not at the bordel, but I mean, like in other places. A barmaid? A, a barmaid's like a busboy. In some clubs, bro, you haven't seen them. You think right. a club called bordel, you could call a barmaid a, a whore. whore. Like it, it used to be a brothel. That's why they okay, called it Okay, that's that. what, okay. Uh, Dr. Mike's struggles are amplified by the fact that she also cares for three orphan children and falls in love with a rugged but handsome mountain man. Ooh. And he was okay with her being a doctor, the mountain man. Good for him. Well, because it was a mountain man. Yeah. Yeah. I got to find me a mountain man. He's like, somebody needs to spell around here. (laughs) 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 But he couldn't read her writing because of the doctor. Oh, yeah. yeah, It was even worse. She's like, the problem is... 
people don't understand what I write. He's like, I don't understand what anyone yeah, writes. Yeah, I can't even read. Even I can't if it's read. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you, this could be gibberish. I don't fucking know. I'm a mountain man. Yeah, so that's, oh, okay. the, that's the synopsis. So growing up, I'm guessing a lot of people called you Dr. Quinn. That was like thing. Yeah. Dr. I used Quinn. to, I wanted to get a PhD in math because I was a. Just because of this? Uh, Because, well, I thought it would be funny. I, I was like eight or something. I don't know how old I was. Yeah. I feel like second, third grade, people used to be like, ah, Dr. Quinn. I'd be like, ah, okay. Um, and yeah, I did not get a PhD in mathematics. Maybe I'd have a good job if I did. But. I don't know. This province feels. The more I talk to people who have fucking degrees, it feels like they wasted their goddamn life. There's, fu- there's no opportunities here. I So right after I graduated undergrad, I got what would have been a dream job. Um, so my other, so comedy is like a big part of my life. Baseball is a big part of my life, especially back, back in the day when I was living in Toronto. Hate the Jays, but loved going to games. Um, Who's your team? Red Sox. Ooh. Sorry, people. I don't know if... Your fans. Someone's going to get upset. So, somebody's going to be upset. Yeah. Uh, but, and yeah, I got it. I was sports editor of the of my college paper and I got a job offer to cover every game. I'd get paid to go to every baseball game, every home game in Toronto and do like the ticker. And, and then the company folded a week before I was to start. No. So I was like, oh, I did really like the psychology course I took. Maybe, wait, you get paid to go to grad school? Because I, I didn't know anything about academia. They pay you to go to grad you, school? You get paid. You don't, you get paid. It's your job. And it's not a lot, but you, your tuition's covered and you get like, 20 grand I don't know what it is now but like a 20 grand stipend and I, I was like that I get paid to go to school that's the dream it's crazy so I did it and I don't I don't regret it I liked what I did it was interesting it's just how do I get how do I get a job with it what about baseball that would be cool if you get into that yeah I got sabermetrics analyze uh, did like do the not your nerd shit Sarah Quinn I'm talking about maybe like announcing I, or doing some kind of a <laughs> on there's, field there's broadcast. like a Seinfeld episode where George quits his job and he's like, I like baseball. Maybe I remember I yeah, be yeah. a manager. I could, I could, now I could, you know, be like Joe Buck. Well, I guess yeah, he's like, gone. He's they just... give those to ex players, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I could be a professor. And it's like, dude, I have a PhD. I couldn't even be a professor. But <laughs> I blame George Costanza for every poor life decision. <laughs> Did you ever like uh, the Expos when you were young? Um, I, I like for a Canadian team, that would be my Canadian team. But yeah, yeah I like, I love Pedro Martinez. Yeah, and he was an expo before he was a Red Sox. Vlad Guerrero. Um, Yeah, there's like things about the expos. I would love Montreal. If Montreal had a a baseball team, I would I would try to learn French and permanently move back. How did you get into baseball? Um, I I I think I grew up around sports. Uh, I'm an only child. I think my dad always wanted a boy. He stuck with me. So I remember as a little kid, he had me like running play. This is football, more football, um, running plays in the backyard. I was not athletic though. And then I got really into baseball. Uh, it was like 2003. Um, my, my grandmother had just died and my grandfather was dying of a broken heart. And I always liked this. The, I'm such a nerd. This is like, so I like the city of Boston because I like the movie Goodwill Hunting, and huh. I liked. I liked. I was really into Sylvia Plath, and I was just like a depressive uh, young person, and um, so I really like Boston, and I loved like just the the myth, like all the the curse of the Bambino, like all there's yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. A little, like the folklore around baseball is really interesting to me, and I was sitting in I think the hospital where my grandfather was like 
just pretty much dying of a broken heart. It's during the postseason. Is this must be so interesting for your French fans? I'm, I'm liking this. Okay, and there's a newspaper article, and it says the Red Sox are on the brink of elimination. I think this was like October fourth, two thousand three. They were. Um, it was the ALDS. They're playing the A's. They were two games back, and I already kind of liked the Red Sox, but I wasn't like super into it. And I was just, I just looked at that, and I was like, I need them to win. I just, I was like sad and dealing with death for the first time and loss and so I watched the game that night and then they won they won um uh, yeah three games in a row and then they they almost beat the Yankees there was a whole thing you can Wikipedia it Grady Little just Wikipedia it I won't get into it and I just (laughs) got I just learned I'm like a nerd I like numbers I like math so I learned all the stats I, I just got it just became my life and then 2004 I just watched every game I could followed everything learned everything I could spent my nights on like baseballreference.com would go once I went to university I went I would go to Robarts and um get like go and take out the baseball almanac (laughs) yeah Ah. I I just and then yeah and then I kind of once I came to Montreal it, it was harder to to follow it as much but being being outside of comedy like with the with covid with just personal stuff i kind of had to take a break from comedy for a bit so i was like who am i who i am i without comedy and i was like oh yeah i had that baseball thing going so i kind of got back into it and bad time red Sox are awful but well all teams have their ups and downs yeah fuck that's fascinating i didn't know that you were that much into baseball you know what you could have done you ever seen that movie was it um money ball I have not seen it. I've I've spent a lot With of Brad time Pitt. on Billy Bean and Bill James's Wikipedia page. I got some screenshots on my phone, but you could I, probably I would do like to read the the original book. You should watch that movie and then try to get into the MLB doing the job that uh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Billy Bean? No, what's his name? The fat guy from uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. He's not fat anymore, but him. Okay. You should do his job in the movie. It's okay. For real. You I know what he did? He nerded it up. I can nerd it up. Yeah, he basically, the whole movie is about how, um, they I think it was the Oakland A's. They yeah, couldn't afford, A's. they couldn't afford the Yeah, they have a very players. low pay- payroll, yeah. So he did is he started looking at all this, he was just looking at stats. Yeah. And he goes, well, what we're getting for the money, he goes, like there's people that are giving us, all we need is, you know, this many RBIs. This many. We could get that for a lot cheaper. Yeah. These, these guys are consistent. So they played money ball. They got, instead of getting the names, they got the players that had yeah. the stats to do yeah, what they were missing. You don't want to take a guy, a guy who's good at a high school is not, and that's based on Billy Bean because he was amazing at a high school and then was kind of terrible once they, they like drafted him. Uh, yeah. So crazy. I think, yeah. So he just it's took, you just statistics. They go, look, yeah. we, this guy, this is, guy gets on base. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wins above replacement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's fucking smart. That's some nerd ass shit. It's fun. Oh, we got, yeah. yeah. Look at that personal life. There's Billy Bean's Wikipedia page is a fun, it's a fun ride. Uh, I think when he was with the Toledo, what is it? Toledo. What, what's the Toledo mud dogs? Maybe when he was in the minors, he was on a team and, and, uh, there was another Billy Bean on the team. I like and then how Poseidon wrote Billy Beans. And then there was a player whose last name was Rice. So they had Billy Beans and Rice. <laughs> and that's my favorite joke. It's not really a joke. Um, yeah, this is, uh, it's yeah. fucking interesting. The best, the funniest, the funniest baseball. I, I don't know if we actually want to talk about baseball, but the funniest, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. So Bill Vec, uh, may he rest in peace. 
Uh, he was a baseball owner and a visionary. He's responsible for the Ivy and uh, Wrigley Field. He's responsible for the uh, uh, take me out to the ball game uh, in the seventh inning stretch. But he was just like a business person. And he had this idea. I think it was he was with the St. Louis Browns, who are now Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. And he thought, I'm going to get I'm going to get a, a Midget? Are we allowed to say midget? Yeah, little person? I little person it. sounds more offensive. It's like, be the bigger person. Yeah. But little person is the PC word. It depends but who it, you ask. Some people, they said don't they don't like the midgets. Wharf, Some people, I don't know. I'm, I apologize yeah. to the little people community. Um, yeah. So he thought that if you get a, a midget, it makes the strike zone smaller, which means you're more likely to draw a walk, which means you're more likely to get on base. So he thought, here's what I'm going to do. And he, he did like a whole... It was a whole thing to also bring fans in. So he he hired this guy named Eddie Gadle. He was a midget? He was a midget, three foot something. To play baseball? To play to one at bat. He brings him up. He he jumps out of a cake before his at bat. He comes out of a cake. All right, so it's getting theatrical. It's theatrical. His number is one eighth because he's... One eighth. One eighth. Of, oh God! And he brings him up, and he says to him, "Under no circumstances are you to swing." So he just stands there, draws like four balls, gets on base. So he's actually has, I think, technically the real record is Ted Williams is like the highest on base base percentage, but technically it's Eddie Gadel. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, because he's <laughs> he one at bat. He got on, and yeah, it's it's. My favorite thing. And then I think the league then said no more midgets. They banned midgets. Midgets. They banned the whole fucking people. But this Bill Vec character says, well, then you got the Yankees. Get rid of Phil Rizzuto, who was five foot six. (laughs) And he's just like insulting. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But I think even in the Hall of Fame, Bill Vec has a plaque and it says like champion of the little guy. Because he wasn't like a dick. He wasn't actually making fun of this like short guy he or midget or whatever you want to call him he actually this guy made money he he got on talk shows he wanted to do it he also got he's in the record books yeah so he wasn't exploiting like if if there was a thing where you could exploit women and you get one at bat in the majors and you get the record like i'll do it you can like throw a ball at my tit i'll get on base i don't care they did that in hockey i think there was a goaltender in the i want to say 90s when I was young, she was a very good goaltender for. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think they had let her play in the NHL. They I think it was only exhibition. One, yeah. Yeah. What was her name? I want to say Kim Campbell, but that was the no, the, it wasn't Kim the Prime Kim. Minister. Yeah, there was there was there was a female hockey player and a female Prime Minister. Yeah, let's see what it says here. Oh yeah, that's it, Manon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, she played for uh, one of the floors at Tampa. Yeah. Pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. Pretty crazy. I think she did well too. I don't remember, but uh, I don't. Yeah, she may have done well. I don't think anyone was trying to. Yeah, what year was ninety two? Okay. Yeah, it was, was like nineties. Uh, yeah. What's the advantage that they could have used her for? I'm, 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 I'm not understanding. Like, I understand no, it's not an advantage. It, this was an exhibition game. It was just to show her because she was very, she was a good goaltender for the women. Okay. Just to show her compete with the men. Just to show, like, oh fuck, look at how good she is. Like, oh, okay, look okay. at how uh, good like women's sports are becoming. Yeah. Now they were twenty years off because now. A lot of lady sports have really evolved. Yeah. But at least they were on the right uh, track. Yeah. yeah. Now the only women's sport that I think is the same as the men's sport, like within their division, is fighting. Fighting, yeah, the high-quality high, high quality women versus high-quality women. Like, like MMA. Yeah, stuff, it's yeah. super entertaining. There's, you don't feel like, ugh, not at all. It's fucking yeah. cr- crazy. I imagine, I, I, like, 
if you're a straight dude, there's probably something fun about seeing two girls like go. It's at a little it or- weird. I don't like seeing like when I see their eyes explode and there's blood and everything. It does feel weird. Okay, even though it's a woman doing it to another woman, it's still weird. Yeah, but you, because they're so like the quality is so high. Like if you're watching a UFC, you watch them go at it. You can't help but be impressed. It's because you know, as a guy, there's a lot of these women that even if they're smaller than you in the ring, you're like, she would kill me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something. Oh, there's a lot of these bras that would kill. First of all, uh, Amanda Nunes would kill us. Amanda Nunes, cyborg, probably kill us. Women's uh, volleyball. Ronda Rousey, she gets it. Fucking, if I don't put my hands up, she'll <laughs> she'll kill me. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of them. Yeah, that were that are just insane. Now, me, because I'm not trained, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If you put her in with a fucking fighter, yeah. it's going to break her yeah. goddamn skull. Uh, yeah, look at that. That's, that's not they impressive. Should do, they should do like an exhibition style thing where they just get a random dude to get just pummeled by a professional. Female. You know what the problem is with that? You can't take that risk because if the random dude, because we're still bigger. Like, let's say me and Poseidon, we, we can yeah. take a hit. We're pretty tough. We grew up fighting. If that would happen and I'm the random guy and I end up beating the shit out of a pro athlete... Oh, yeah. You just ruined women's sports for the next 10 years. That's, that's, yeah. Because you just true. delegitimized everything. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, they're not that good. No. So it, it's just yeah. like the the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team. The next game. day she's on the news. She's like, no, 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 I fell down the stairs. There was no fight. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just told them I was pregnant. Because that, that's what the U.S. women's soccer team fucked up on. They were talking a lot of shit. We should get paid as much as the men, even though percentage-wise they were getting more. And then they went and they faced a 15 year old boys soccer team and they mm-hmm, lost 17 mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, goddamn, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. So, no, I wouldn't. I, yeah, that, that would set them back uh, if, if the wrong thing would happen. If the average Joe would beat the shit out of like one of the. It would set lady sports back. So it's not good. It's not good for women's sports. I would just laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good look, for comedy. FC, bad, bad FC for Dallas uh, under 15 boys uh, squad beat the U.S. women's national team in a scrimmage. Yeah, I know. It was very embarrassing. Yeah. It was very, very embarrassing. God damn. Fuck, bro. And it was it was during that time where they were talking so much shit. Yeah. We're and just as good as the men. You can't even beat the boys. Isn't there like a basketball player that fucking bamboozled them also? Oh, the worst thing that ever happened was they played a college team. The, the, the women's soccer team played the college basketball team, but in soccer. And they got destroyed. Oh, I th- yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there are, like I said, there are some things that you can't change, like between men and women, the size, the speed, all that. Yeah. No matter, you can't. So it has to be a level playing field in order for it to be fun. Yeah. You know, the if you try to mix too much, try to mix and match, it's going to be very one-sided and it won't look good. It won't look good. Feminists should come out when this happens and be like, guys, stop, you're rooting it for everyone. Because <laughs> it delegitimizes the whole sport. Go up. Men's basketball team beats women's soccer team in soccer. It's okay, Poseidon. <laughs> it, it, we're not just going to be dunking on the, the U.S. soccer team the, the whole time. Yeah, it's just, uh, that's what happens. They were talking a lot of shit and they were getting rattled. So for the fighting, the fighting's exciting. Like you see fucking like Joanna Jacek and all these. It's crazy, the quality of uh, fighting. I remember like Ronda Rousey changed the game up for women a lot. Yeah, because she was kicking some serious yeah. ass. Then she got beat up twice. Yeah, it was very weird. It's weird to see like a... One of the top fighters get knocked out. It's always strange. Yeah. yeah. Like McGregor too, same thing. When he was getting rattled, it was weird to watch. You like fighting? No, I, I, I respect it. I've just never gotten into it. So Just baseball? Know. What about any other sports? Uh, I mean, I, I like sports. Baseball, I used to say that my favorite sport was football and my favorite thing was baseball. But I feel like now probably my favorite thing is comedy. Um, baseball is like my thing. 
I'll follow I'll follow football a bit. I, I but I'm not. Yeah, baseball's like the thing. I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. I can, I, you know, basketball, hockey. I don't like hockey's probably my least favorite, but I think it's just because I'm a bit of an iconoclast. If I was American, I'd probably hate baseball, love hockey, just to be difficult. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, really? So, because it's such a important thing in Canada, hockey. Is that why you're hating it? Huh? Maybe, yeah. Because you just grow up around it, and I just want to. I don't know. I always felt a little different, or it's cold. I don't like. I like I, as a sport. It can be entertaining. I like. I just. Yeah, I always wanted to get into gambling, but I don't have a gambler's personality. But I think, yeah, you bet. I think it wasn't Artie Lang said something about that. Like, if you want, you'd like, no sport is boring if you bet. Like, a, oh, if you bet money, no yeah, sport is that's boring. That's the most entertaining thing here. But every sport is stressful. Yeah. My buddy, when I was young, used to have a, used to like to gamble on sports and he used to have a theory. He's like, it's what I do. I always bet against the team that I like. That I used to think that too, because then no way, like there's no. I'm way. happy either way, either yeah, either like, one I, money or my team won. Like I got to bet on the Yankees, because yeah. then yeah, either the Red Sox win, or I win a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, that's a weird. I get it, but yeah. When I, in I, in so in 2004, the Red Sox won the first World Series since 1918. And I knew for, I just, I think cause I was young, <laughs> I was young, I was stupid. I didn't have like 10 years of statistics training behind me at that point. And so I, I was like, they're going, no matter what I had, you know, magical thinking. I was like, they are going to win next year. And then in the ALCS, uh, they were down three games to the Yankees and no team had ever come back from like a three and O deficit. And I knew I told, I just told everybody, <laughs> I was like, they will win a hundred percent. I wasn't even nervous. And then they, they won. They they won those four I games. I love those and magical they, moments. And it was it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened in sports. Even if you're not a Red Sox fan, it was just some of the best baseball games. It's it was entertaining. I get that baseball isn't entertaining to everybody, but these were good games. And and I just knew. I'm like, imagine if I bet on those games. Oh. I had no clue how to gamble back then. I was I was. Young, I've missed young-ish. my chance. Sometimes when I've been, I, I could just see something. And I was right, but then I didn't bet. And I told other. I did the same thing during the Euros. I told the day the Euro, uh, the soccer championship started last year. We, the day it started, we had a morning show. So live, I was. People are like, "What do you think?" And I go, "Italy's gonna win the whole thing." And I told them why, and I said, "You guys should put money on it." And I didn't put any money on it, and they're the ones who ended up winning. <sighs> it happens. Maybe, that, maybe I'll be a professional gambler. That can be. That can be my. It's job. too hard to be a professional gambler. It's so easy to lose all that I'm fucking too money. Anxious. I'm too. I'd be mad. Losing that money? I can't. Money's hard to make. I know. I don't have enough money in the first place. Yeah, to just... you, And then you're like, ah, no rent this month. Yeah. No, it's too much. I can't do that. What are are you writing? Sports gambling. Sports gambling movies with... Matthew. McConaughey? What's going on in your head, I wonder? Kind of like this dude. Two Ah, two for for the the money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This movie, I think I saw when I was a kid. He would do this. He would... uh, like fucking gamble, gamble like basically a lot of people a, gamble. Yeah, Half the neighborhood that that were in gambles, bro. All they do is gamble. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like a, a, he was a professional uh, gambler on uh, like betting on sports. Yeah, uh, after suffering a career-ending injury, a former college football star aligns himself with one of the the most renowned touts in the sports gambling business. I don't care. I, I, I don't I'm just saying maybe we could learn a thing. Me. We could learn a thing or two. Okay. It's fiction. 
That's like saying goodwill hunting, bro. I started. I, yeah. I, 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 I go learned. to universities now, and I solve equations. I, on I know how to clean floors now. Yeah. <laughs> so you were a big goodwill hunting fan. I, I, I was like a kid, or yeah, or teen. I like it's one of my I favorite saw movies. It, I saw. I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it like a handful of years later, and I, yeah, I loved it. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, that, I think that's when I started liking uh, Matt Damon. Okay. Yeah. I like that they wrote it. Yeah. Like they were young guys and they they wrote it themselves. Yeah. But you know, if you look at it, a lot of the the people that are like mainstays in Hollywood now during those years is when they all grinded. They were doing their own yeah. shit. They were creating, and it's the same thing I see in comedy now. The people that waited and didn't make their own stuff, they fizzled. Yeah. And then everyone that kind of pulled the finger at the industry and did their own thing are now alive. Yeah. And they're part of the culture. Yeah. So it's the same. It's it's weird. The entertainment industry somewhere in the 2010s started to shift a bit, and comedy it took a while for it to follow, like another five years or something. But it went the same route where all the mainstream stuff it's, didn't matter, and it's shit. Yeah. A lot of it is shit. Yeah, a lot of it's fucking shit. You seen what's on the CBC? No, no. I mean, I'm not even talking about anything. I'm I'm not trying. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying like shade. Yeah, no, no. But, I am. I'm throwing. Dude, you saw Putin? Putin kicked out the the CBC from Moscow. And McDonald's. Yeah, he's trying to get on our good side. <laughs> it's not going to work, bro. It's too little too late, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, he kicked out the CBC. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, how shit is the CBC in Moscow? <laughs> like, we're tired of these fucking shows. It's too woke. None of this is funny. <laughs> yeah. Kim's Convenience isn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. But Kim's Convenience was actually a good show in the I, beginning. I've never actually seen it. Yeah, it was actually time. a fun show. Uh, but they just fight. It get, when shit gets too woke, it, when it's not about the joke, yeah. it's about equity. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. It's like, you made fun of a woman. Now you got to make fun of a trans woman in the same episode, but you also have to make fun of a straight guy and you have to make... Just fucking... Just write a funny story yeah. and shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you just if you just find talented, funny people, you will have a diverse cast. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Diverse in comedy. But, but they're very... They're people um, in that field now, they're, they're obsessed with visual diversity yeah it's i feel like it's all the same mindset though yeah. I, I noticed this in academia not even so much my own like i had a pretty good experience at mcgill so but just you know conferences or just reading online there's a lot there's a lot of okay we need the same person in different colors <laughs> like it's yeah. oh we need like an, somebody who grew up upper middle class with these political views but okay let's get a gay one let's get a black one let's get an asian one like and like i felt like I didn't fit in because I didn't grow up in academic. I didn't grow up in that world. I grew up more working class. And so I felt like I'm, I'm, Not I'm diverse, them. but you guys don't like me. So, yeah. Well, because of the ginger thing, you think? No, I think because I, you know, I, uh, you, you didn't know, fit. I didn't fit. Like I, yeah. I remember when I went to undergrad, I was the only person in my residence. We had this, uh, frosh week, get to know each other. And it was like a bingo thing. And you had to find people that met certain criteria and there was like crazy stuff like somebody who can speak 10 languages somebody who's like i don't know like held a tarantula or all these different things all of those things were easy to find the one thing nobody could find was a person who'd never been on a plane but that was me i was the only person in my entire residence and it was like i was like a unicorn and people couldn't understand they're like how have you never been on a plane and, yeah. then, and then people think that it means that you're 
you know, that you're racist or you're not curious. And it's like, you're I, racist. I would, no, like people would be like, oh, you haven't traveled. So you're not interested in other cultures. It's like, bitch, I got Is an it atlas. Is it because you're scared to meet a black I man? I got an atlas for my eighth birthday. I would, I just was poor. I didn't have the opportunities to How travel. amazing like, is that? It's like, huh. Never traveled. And when huh? I travel, you think they would ask questions like, "How come? Where have you been?" Instead, they're like, "I'm like, racist." Yeah, like I, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like there's a, like, people who grew up, they don't even have to think about it. They don't understand that. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. I that's fucking hilarious. I've been on a plane now. Now you have. Yeah. I, now I have. But so you, what's what's crazy is so. Before you left, because what happened is you went to LA for a bit. Yeah. Um. It, we were having fun in Montreal. You even, when I did my first ever hour at Just for Laughs, at the, you were there. I was there, yeah. You, you that opened awesome. that night, and it, every, I fucking loved having you there. You were great. I you had a great time. There. I love your fan. Your fans are cool people. They're right? nice, no? Yeah. So I think a couple of them follow. I, I barely have followers. I'm not good at the online stuff. But yeah, you hate the online stuff. I'm trying. I want to get better at it, but I think I have that thing where... I still, I'm at the level of comedy where I still need a day job. And so it's, even if I don't write anything offensive, you just wonder if people Google you. They're going to get mad. So I haven't, I have to go all in on one. It's a weird world. It's a weird world. I remember when I first started using Facebook and I had a job at the same time, I would write atrocious, crazy shit. No one cared. Bosses would laugh. They'd be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, tell those bitches to fuck off. And then something shifted where you can't say anything. Thank God I'm not in in that world yeah. anymore where that matters. But I, so at that time you were doing great. Um, the show was fun. Then a couple of months later, you were already planning on moving to LA. Yeah. And then you actually went. You I went did. to LA. You did the things you set out to do. Uh, you were friends with Adam Egan. Adam Egan was a cool guy. Yeah. He was the one booking at yeah. the the store. Love um, the store. I had Good met place. him at Just for Laughs. Yeah, me too. Yeah. With Mike, and then um, I had also seen him when we went down. And uh, he had booked us on. He gave us a couple of spots. Yeah, yeah, there. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Fucking comedy nerd. Yeah. Uh, understands the game and, and he, yeah. Very very nice guy. One of like the best friends of Norm McDonald. And I miss Norm. You started yeah. working at the store. But I didn't start working. Oh, it was right I before did, you. Yeah. I I got. <laughs> yeah, I maybe could have if COVID didn't. Yeah, I got like a job offer, and then I was. And then it was the week before COVID hit, or what was what I was met, the timing? I met with a lawyer to get to like use the store. Uh, job offer to apply for uh, a one visa. visa on March fifth, twenty twenty. So yeah, and then the it's next like a week. week, yeah, and yeah, I just what I didn't, the fuck. <laughs> but while you were there, you were having fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I I at the store especially. I really like the comedy store. I, I like the scene here too. Kind of I you know performing at the Comedy Nest here, and you kind of you see the same people. It's a good group. And I felt like, oh, I can I can have this at the comedy store. And the thing about the comedy store is sometimes you're on a show and then suddenly, oh, Bill Burr needs to like practice his whatever his like SNL set. And now he's on the show with me, you know, so you get things like that happening. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a great time and I miss it, but I just don't have the money to go back right now. The, if anybody's hiring. Yeah, <laughs> fucking go there. I remember the, the store, the feeling that it gave me that I was jealous of that I was like, this is amazing is how many shows were happening simultaneously at yeah. the same night. I was like, this is so fucking awesome. I wish we would have this. Yeah. And now it's starting to happen here in French because the Bordel now has two rooms. Uh, so they're doing simul... You could do like on on the same night, you're jumping from, you know, uh, room, yeah, room, room to room. room. And I'm starting to feel it a bit here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, this, that it's, was missing. They were I, so lucky in LA. I had talked to some people, some of my friends here in comedy, and they're like, you got to come back. It's better than ever. And I didn't 
believe it. I was like, no, I'm ner- I like stopped even using social There's a media. Resurgence I was now. like scared to even tell people I was coming back. And then I came back and it's been so warm and welcoming and good for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been something else. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm like, when's the other shoe going to drop? When am I going to be involved in a scandal that I didn't even mean to be involved in? <laughs> oh, but last time when you were involved in a scandal, it was, it was just weird. I wasn't involved. It like happened they, yeah, they, of it. Yeah. they started a scandal, but it was also, it was that time where there was like Facebook groups and people were talking shit and they were doing, and I, I brought you on the podcast, talk about yeah, that back, yeah, in the day. back in the it day. It was so stupid, but it's because no one was standing up to them. They were just like letting them have yeah. it. Uh, and then you came on the podcast because I wanted people to know yeah. what the fuck's really going on. Um, but now I don't think anyone could do that anymore. I don't think so. I think there's too many people who would stop it. Yeah, be like, Shut the there's fuck too up. many people that actually like comedy doing comedy. So. Yeah. And also now it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because before it was like the be all end all. It was, it was yeah. one voice. What? Well, yep. And then everyone, now it's not like that anymore. Yeah. And now uh, nobody gives a fuck. No booker's going to be like, oh, well, fucking Samantha said she doesn't like it. Nobody cares. Nobody Shut the cares. fuck up, Samantha. Yeah. Shut up. Just I, uh, be I'm going to book who's funny and doesn't sexually yeah. harass people. That, yeah. Those are my criteria if I'm booking right. a night. Have you raped anyone? No. Are you funny? <laughs> All right. Let's do okay, this. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the rest. I don't care yeah. who you voted for. And I don't give a it fuck. Should, shouldn't matter no i don't even want to know yeah no just I don't go either. on stage do your fucking job and shut I, the fuck I, up i don't feel smart enough to vote like i need to take a political science like class before i feel like i should vote nah, nah, nah. we uh, fucking peasants are allowed to vote we're good <laughs> we're good on voting it's just never the right decision because they're all scumbags <laughs> that's <laughs> the only problem <laughs> yeah who do you trust it's like, i don't trust in theory this political party might align with my beliefs but i don't know if uh, i trust because then it's one guy yeah. And then that one dude might not align perfectly with even what the party's saying. Yeah. It's all, it's all, Sarah, it's all bullshit. I know. It's all I fucking know. How do they feel in your hometown? Like, are they political? Are they funny people? I, like, is it. I've, I have so little connection. So I'm originally from London, Ontario, but I haven't, other than just kind of being holed up there for some of the pandemic, I haven't lived there in year, like, God, like 15 years. I don't even know. Longer. Um, and so I don't have, I never was an adult in London. I kind of, I left for university and never looked back. Um, and most of my, like my, I, no, I didn't have a ton of friends in high school, a bit of a nerd. Uh, the friends I did have don't, one actually did just move back, but she like just moved back. Um, <laughs> and so for most of the time, nobody was there. I didn't know anyone. So yeah, I don't know. London, London gets a reputation, I think, of being more conservative. Uh, London's pretty famous. The, the big London, Ontario thing in the news, uh, it was awful. Uh, so I don't know if we should talk about it on a comedy podcast, but there was uh, a legitimate hate crime. Um, this was May 2021, oh. where uh, a man uh, drove a, a car. I feel, I really do feel uncomfortable talking about it. Oh, it's a, fine. And I laugh when I smile when I'm uncomfortable. So I'm not trying to make light of it. Um, what do you do? He drove, he, I guess he was like anti-Muslim or, or like Islamophobic. Um, and he, he drove a car or a truck into a, a whole family and killed the, the, I think, I think the father, mother, I don't know if there's a grandparent, the daughter, the only one who survived was, was the kid. Was, there was a son. Oh, there was I like an eight. I, yeah, eight, yeah, I remember it's, this. It's awful. I don't want to like, gonna cry. Um, yeah. So that's my lovely hometown. And, um, wait, was, is he, is he alive? He survived? Like He survived. I believe he, I don't so know. He really did it because he hated them. It wasn't because he couldn't see or something. I, no, yeah, it was, it was targeted whether uh, I, 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 
How did he know where they're going? Yeah, gonna be? he was like a Nazi or something. Suspect I, in killing. I think he just saw them. I think he was driving and he saw a family uh, crossing at a corner. They were out for a walk during the pandemic, and yeah, it's pretty. Oh well, they were breaking the rules. Okay, I <laughs> no, get no, 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 no. He's a stickler. He's a stickler for the government's rules. I get it. We didn't. I get it. He's supporting the liberal government. I get it. We didn't have a curfew. All hail Trudeau. This is what happens when you step... Fuck, bro. Yeah, Trudeau clown. came to London. They did like a, a what vigil. What a or, clown. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, but so that that is... There's a lot of shitty things about my hometown. But they there's, caught this guy, right? Yes, they did. They caught him. I don't know. I kind of stopped. It's it, Canada, but, so he might get a nice uh, six yeah, months in two, jail. Two women, a man, and a girl were killed on Sunday when oh, Nathaniel Veltman drove a pickup truck into And think about the kid who lit, like, his family. Like, it's just awful. Motherfucker. Anyway, that was uplifting. Um, so that's uh, <laughs> your city's claim to fame? That's the coolest that, thing you guys oh, have done? They're actually... Okay, there are a couple... Pretty cool. cool. So the oldest ballpark in the world is in London, Ontario. Okay. Uh, look, I think it's the, the bat... I don't know what they call it. Um, uh, so, yeah, and we used to have the, the Detroit Tigers used to have a farm team in, in London, which is cool. If you like baseball, not anymore. And London used to be famous. This is actually all also kind of awful, but it's it's interesting. Uh, London was once the serial killer capital of the world um, because right. it's London is considered, not much to do around there. No, and it's considered it's uh, the like most average city in Canada, where it's just kind of. I think they're cool. all sixes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I wear the mask. Yeah. I'm like, oh, seven now. But who do they um, mean by the most average? I, what the fuck does that I mean? I think like it just politically, like uh, just you know diversity. It's just kind of like if you just kind of take all of Canada and average it out. The like the demographics in London kind of reflect all of Canada the best. I think Columbus, so London could just be called Meh. The yeah, city. yeah. Columbus, Ohio, is the equivalent in the U.S. I believe. Really? Yeah. And so because London is the most average city, it's often a test market. So, uh, so for a new product, is this going to work in Canada? You would go to London to see because it's like, oh, if it works in London, it'll probably work in BC and PEI or whatever. That's absurd. Uh, so it had a large transient population for a while like people coming in and out of town and that they say led to a lot of serial killing so it was serial in, killings it was that would come in kill people yeah. and leave i think it was before i was born i believe it was like the the i think it sometime in the 70s to like maybe 1984 or something God, it was yeah one it, it was considered there were more serial killings in london ontario than anywhere in the world why are we saying there were serial killings we're assuming it was the same person i yeah i don't because couldn't it have been different people killing different people that True, true. Um, and there was a... It was the serial killer capital yeah. of the world. I hate the Guardian. The world, yeah, the Guardian's <laughs> shit. The power of open, independent journalism. The Guardian isn't fucking open and independent. They've written all kinds of fucking clearly bought and paid for shit. What are they talking about? Yeah, what else is London's famous? Oh, no, you, have uh, to, you have to create an account and pay monthly subscription. To London, Ontario was yeah. world serial killer capital. UWO professor. 32 homicides. During All victims being women and children. Cool. Okay. Okay, so look, look. Number one, there's already a fall right there because it says, Poseidon, during 25-year period, there were 32 homicides. 32 homicides in 25 years isn't that much. Yeah. With yeah. all the victims being women and children. So the yappy ones. I get it. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. Chris yeah. Benoit was responsible for four of those murders. Uh, 
Holy shit. I think they're going like per capita because they only have a 200,000. Uh, yeah, it's probably per capita. Yeah. So if, if you ah, go by, that's crazy, but that's, that's insane though. We're also famous for being the birthplace of Justin Bieber. Um, oh, is that where he's from? Burn the well, whole I think he grew up in Stratford, but born in London. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. All I born. like Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. I met both of them when they were dating in, in Toronto. They, I worked at an ice cream parlor and they, they Rachel came. McAdams and Ryan Gosling were and, dating. Weren't they in the notebook together? Yeah. This is a little after the notebook and they were it made them fall in love. I think so. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I never liked that movie. I didn't. A lot of people didn't. I didn't connect I liked with it. it. I okay. cried. You did, really? I cried. I yeah. laughed. I found it like kind of over the top and funny. Like well, they both, the, spoiler alert, they both die at the same time. Or, and I was like, no way. Yeah, that's, that was no, a little weird. No. no. But I, I, I was younger. I remember because if I can suspend disbelief and get into a movie, I'm in. I'm all the way in. I, I get really mm-hmm. scared, really passionate. I'm in. And that movie hooked me. I got okay. into it because I enjoyed in the beginning. I really enjoyed uh, Ryan Gosling's character, that like fun-loving, you know, nineteen twenties type of vibe and okay. shit. I like that. So I was in the movie, and I like Rachel McAdams. I liked it a lot. And then I, don't know, I was just sad. And I was like, "But why? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for this movie?" Uh, the Notebook. Oh, my mother made me watch that. Yeah, but I was your mother made you watch that. <laughs> yeah, with her. What? That's yeah. interesting. I watched Beaches with my the, mom as a, a very young child. She rented Beaches, and that was oh. my, when I was like in junior Is kindergarten. Is that with DiCaprio? No, it, this was like a movie. I don't know when it's from, maybe like 89 or something. And it's Bette Midler. 88. 88, okay. Um, yeah, it's from the late 80s. And uh, Blossom, the girl, Maya Bialik. Oh, I remember Blossom. Yeah, she she played a young Bette Midler, and I my mom rented it, and I watched it with her, and I was just like obsessed with Beach. I was a weird kid. What was it about? Um, it's I think it's like a relationship, not like like a platonic relationship between two women. One is like a performer. Bette Midler's character is a performer, very extroverted, and then her friend I think is maybe a lawyer and. And I don't want to give it away. I think one gets sick. Maybe they date the same men. They meet as kids on on the boardwalk. And the, under the boardwalk was a song. And on the soundtrack is amazing. You got a lot of these eighties the movies had fucking awesome oh, they soundtracks. Have amazing soundtracks. Yeah, they meet. I think in Atlantic City, and then they're lifelong friends. And then there's a tragedy. I won't give it away. It's a chick. It's an ultimate chick flick, which I saw at like I don't know four years old or something, and then was. Very obsessed with for a while. So this was like your movie. This was my movie. I was a, I was an odd child. My favorite my favorite show was Seinfeld. Oh, that's like you're first awesome. Grade. I was I was right. I was. This is my theory. Okay, so I, I've spent I spent like a lot of time the past year way too online, like not posting, but just with very little observing, social, observing. And there's a lot of a lot of people believe in astrology now, and I don't understand. Like if you want to make <laughs> predictions, like learn statistics. Yeah. Um, but that's like a big thing. All this uh, personality. There, for, as a social psychologist, uh, astrology, no, it's not legitimate. Uh, what's that thing? The Myers Briggs, not re- legitimate. All that stuff is bullshit. This is what this is my theory about a personality type. It only applies. You got to be alive. Grow up in the '90s. I think there's three distinct personality types, and it's what was your show in the '90s? What was the thing you connected with? I think there's Seinfeld people. Yeah. There are Frasier people, and there are Friends people. Oh. I am a Seinfeld person, but I fuck with a Frasier person. Me too. I fuck with Frasier. I, I get along best with Seinfeld yeah. people. Frasier people, I can I can really like jam. Like I can yeah, gel yeah. with. I get along. Friends people, they're like my Scorpios. I don't know. Yes. What, what's the what's the <laughs> sign everyone hates? I don't follow. Yeah, but, fr- Friends people. Like, I uh, 
I'll allow it. I'm like, I'm like, like, yeah, yeah. I I can like you as a person. We probably don't have a lot in common. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Fraser yeah. people, I I, I can, can fuck with Fraser people. I can fuck with Fraser person. Yeah, yeah. but Seinfeld people are my people. They're my people too. See, yeah. that's why we get along. Yeah, yeah. I love. That's why people. So a lot of people are like, how do you like Kirby enthusiasm? I don't Cur- get it. Curb is the Curb is the ultimate level of Seinfeld. I think li- Curb is Seinfeld on crack because he's allowed to he's do whatever allowed he wants. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. Yeah. I think I think Larry David is the last celebrity that I haven't met that I really want to meet. I've been so lucky to meet so many of my idols and if I because I haven't met it's been a while. Like I haven't met an idol I like I haven't met someone that I idolize. The last one I guess might have been Rogan. Like I, it's oh, rare. Yeah, like, yeah you I, got to do not do like do his podcast. I did yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how uh, you got that right. Yeah. But but I mean like so and I still idolize him. He's still for so many reasons he's one of like the Well he changed the game. He changed the, the game and even now he he persevered he's persistent even through he helps all the out attacks. comics he helps yeah. out comics he does a lot of shit that i love um but i think it might be yeah it might be larry david that i would get i would fucking fangirl over yeah. if i met yeah because yeah. he, he influenced me so much yeah as a kid the first thing that made me laugh i never really found comedy for kids funny i always I, even as a little kid i felt like a pandered or i didn't yeah, yeah. i just didn't get it and then i'm i'm in first grade and yeah, I'm an only child. We have only one TV. We don't have a computer. And so, and I was a night person even as a little kid. So I was always up. And my dad was watching Seinfeld and I just saw it. And I was like, oh, now I get why people laugh. Like I. It just clicked. It just clicked. And, and, and yeah. And so I, yeah. I think for, for me and a lot of my friends, the Seinfeld, the reason why is because uh, the way we grew up in Park X, there was always characters. The way there was always characters and there was always situations where. If I would speak to it to my friends that weren't in the same area as me, they didn't get it. Like I was young and we would have uh, banning. You'd get banned from a place. Like who gets banned from a place? Yeah. But we'd get banned from places. <laughs> it was part of just how it was. We'd have the wacky guy that you'd see down the street uh, just trying to steal cans because he was building a fort. No one would do that. What? But the, yeah, like there was all these weirdos. There was yeah. everyone had these weird stories of, you know, he shit his pants and did this and he did. So all that stuff came out in Seinfeld where they had stories and these weird characters. So to me, it felt very relatable. I would laugh and be like, I get it. I get why there's the vault and how this happened. That's how my life is. Okay. That awkwardness. So it felt real, whereas friends felt manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Friends felt uh, man. Yeah, there was really, nothing yeah. about, and it had nothing to do. People thought I liked Seinfeld because I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't know that I could be or that I will be a comedian till later on. I was already a Seinfeld fan. I ne- it didn't even cross my mind. It was uh, watching Eddie Murphy uh, in high school. My buddy Dano had the VHS. He went and got it. That was what started that little spark of oh fuck that might be possible. Yeah, me it was Norm Macdonald, um, oh. and yeah, it was ninth grade. He'd already been fired from SNL, and I think I I would watch the reruns of SNL on Comedy Network, com- whatever it was, and I just and I think that was the second time where I, that Seinfeld moment where I was like, oh, now I get why people are laughing. This is. This is funny to me. Um, and it just, and I was like 13, 14. So I think you're, you're at a level to get, where yeah. you can really get comedy. And it just, yeah, I was just like, he was like my celebrity crush. And yeah, I just, and I, I got, I got a notebook and I would start, I wanted to write like weekend update style jokes, but I had really no interest in politics or the news, but I would read the newspaper and try just to, to make fun, just to like try. Yeah. I wrote one that was like, okay, okay joke, but yeah, they fired him for fucking around. I think, huh? 
Uh, it was. I think the the story is that he would make OJ jokes, yeah. and Don Oppenheimer, who was the head of NBC, was friends with OJ, and I think they fired him him because he was funnier than everybody else, he and was he didn't give a fuck, and he didn't play the Hollywood game. So uh, he never. And it was. Uh, you know who else was good after him? Uh, Colin Quinn. Colin right. Quinn. Yeah. 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 He's a funny guy. That's my yeah. name, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> we are not related. Wish we were, but we are not. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn is another legend that yeah. now you don't hear about him a lot. But I saw him do, he's still I doing saw stuff. Him do like he's an still, hour in 2018 at JFL. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's putting all those one man shows. He did that history one. Um, fuck, man, Colin Quinn. Yeah, you don't hear his name a lot, and he's also one of the greats. He's, you don't hear the names of the greats anymore. You just yeah. you're like, ah, oh, this is this person's in a wheelchair, and they're like, whatever. And not you can be in a wheelchair and be hilarious, but you know what I mean. Now yeah. it's not about it's not about the skill. It's not about being great. It's about What's your handicap? What's your yeah, problem? Yeah. How did society stop you from turning into the person you wanted yeah, to be? Yeah. What's what's yeah exactly. Yeah. These stories, but I'm telling you, I, I know now from the shows that we do, uh, it doesn't matter. You do your own thing online. You, you get yeah. your own fans who just love comedy. Like uh, the people that we had at the show yesterday, I put on um, a kid from Quebec. He's an open micer. I had met him when I did another show there a few months ago, and I told him when I come back, I'll have you open too. So I had him open the show. They don't know who he is. Goes on, but the kid's fine. That's why I brought him uh, up. Yeah, didn't give a fuck. They loved him. Yeah. They followed him online. They That's awesome. they they gave him a great fucking like uh, they gave him attention. They gave him a great fucking uh, reaction. Uh, then Emil, but everyone knows Emil. Emil is fucking amazing. But the thing is, they don't care. My fans don't give a shit. If you're funny, you're funny. You're fun- yeah, they don't give a fuck about the rest. And well, that's how all most, good I think most comedy fans are. are that way. Yeah. yeah. Most good comedy fans don't give a fuck. They just be funny. Yeah. They, yeah. There's so much. Uh, you know, talk. You, you you hear it. I've never actually experienced it, but people say, oh, w- women aren't funny. Or, or I've heard a female comics say, I'll have like people come up to me and be like, oh, you're funny for a girl. Or I normally do, don't like it. And I'm like, I've never had anyone say that to me. That's not... Or the people that get labeled like, oh, those are misogynist men. They don't find women funny. Like, they're yeah. always the people that laugh the hardest. I think if you're but funny, some you're people, funny. yeah, you could... F- you know what's fucked up is that let's say three women go on. Let's say I won't laugh or you won't laugh because they're not funny. No one's ever going to bring up the fact that they weren't funny. They're going to bring up the fact that they're women, but that's a secondary fact. Yeah. You can't you can't block funny. It's an instinct to laugh. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's instant. So if you say something funny, whether I like it or not, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get a re- you're going to get a reaction. Like out there's of me. comic, you know, like uh, when you start knowing comics personally, there's some that are your friends, there's some that aren't, but if somebody's funny, even if I don't even like somebody personally as an individual, if funny? they're funny, they're going to make me laugh. I can't yeah. stop that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I think the I wonder if if in some way like yes, sure, diversity is important. Whatever, let everybody have a chance. But on another hand, I feel like sometimes as a woman, you get opportunities maybe before you're ready for them because now it's we I've need a girl on the show. Yeah. And what happens is the audience. You could have a show. You have a weekend show. The girls only been doing comedy for half a year. The guys have been doing it for at least five years. So the woman on the show is the least funny. She might actually be funnier than those dudes were six months in. She could actually be very talented, but she's not, she hasn't been doing it. But because they needed a girl on the show. But the audience doesn't know any of that. So they're just like, ah, the the chick is the least funny person. Well, you said happens a lot. We're aware of it because we're in the game. Other people aren't. So all they see is from outside, like... Why are these dumb broads here, brother? Shit. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. Yeah. And then they don't realize that it, it's it, it has a negative effect. Yeah. Because then the next three chicks are going to have a harder time yeah. getting on because they'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, we tried this lady thing. Yeah. They, it yeah, ain't yeah. working. 
Yeah, that's why you shouldn't push. Is when someone's ready, someone's ready. Someone deserves yeah. it. You give them what they deserve. If you push someone before they're ready, you could fuck up their whole career. Yeah. There's a girl, anyways. We'll talk about her after. But there's a girl I know that I thought was, for the time, was talented, but she was nowhere near ready. But yeah. she got a huge push and does nothing. It fucked her up completely. Oh, yeah, sad. because she wasn't ready. So she, then when she went in front of bigger eyes and bigger opportunities, people were like, "What is this?" Because yeah. she was competing. She was next to. People who've been doing it for a decade. Yeah, so it's not her fault. It's not it, her fault. for 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 a year and a half, she was great. For a year and a half, yeah. that's great. But that's great for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't. So, anyways, they 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 do that a lot. They they try to push. We need stats. We need baseball cards of com- comics. They're like, oh, yeah. they're only two years in. Okay, it's not because she's a lady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Hey, Sarah, um, online. Oh, where, no. where are you more active? Twitter, Instagram? Where you? Because um, people want to follow you. I know. Okay, I I'm trying to get back into the online game. Uh, yeah, Twitter or Instagram uh, at Doctor Quinn D O C T O R Q U I N N on Twitter. I made it easy for you. Links yep. are already in the oh, description. Like, yeah, because then I think there's a period. Like it's yeah, Doctor Doc Quinn for Instagram. Just click on it. Follow Sarah Quinn. Uh, follow. I'll try to post. If you follow me, I'll post more. I'll be motivated. And we can get me banned from any future job by whatever. Yeah, it that's going to happen. We'll get you banned <laughs> from the fucking rooms that we refuse to do anyway. <laughs> so uh, Sarah Quinn, one of the funniest comics we have over here. Uh, one of the bestest friends of the shows. We love her. I love her. Poseidon loves her. Um, comedians in Montreal that have any talent fucking love Sarah Quinn. I, I love so, you guys. I love it here. Yeah. Sarah, uh, I wish you the best. And Thank I think you. we're going to be doing a lot of shows together now in the coming months I since you're so. in town. Yeah, uh, I hope so. You. Critically shamed and all the fame